that was in 2013 so we we won the the competition and i can say i joke about it all the time but i can say that i'm a world champion because of that you know hi and welcome to the empowerment encourage podcast we are your hosts ellie and coco two former college athletes on a mission to empower you to believe in yourself and encourage you to go after your dreams Every week we speak with professional athletes about their journeys, about everything from hardships and motivation to the true meaning of success so that they can inspire you with their unique stories. We are so excited to say that we are finally on Patreon. So if you like our podcast and want to help us make more and better episodes, You can become a Patreon today and get access to exclusive behind-the-scenes content and other community perks. You can check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash empowermentcourage and you can also find the direct link in the episode description. Thank you so much for your support. In today's episode, Coco speaks with Vincent Pessecourt. He's a French football player, a 2013 World University Games champion with the French team and is currently playing for FC Alashkert in Armenia. Vincent has previously also played for New York Red Bull in the MLS and for FC Miami in the USL. Vincent speaks about his time playing college soccer in the US and how he ended up signing his first pro contract with New York Red Bull after thinking he was already done with football. He also talks about the mental hardships that accompany physical injuries and what he has learned from overcoming two injuries during his pro career. Having lived abroad for many years now, Vincent also shares how important his international experiences have been for his personal growth and how he's gone from a shy person to now being someone who loves traveling, discovering other cultures and making connections worldwide. Hi Vincent and uh, welcome to our podcast. We are really happy to have you here. Hi Quentin, Quentin. Thank you, thank you for having me. Uh, so first of all, how are you doing right now? I know you recently moved to Armenia. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm doing well. Uh, yeah, an unexpected move to uh, Armenia, but uh, yeah, I'm uh, I'm happy to be here. It's a new experience, human and uh, and sporting. So uh, yeah, excited to be here and uh, and yeah, it's nice. Great, that's great to hear. And I know you you've won a game like a few days ago. Yeah, yeah, we won a very important game actually because we're going to the cup final of Armenia. So we're playing this final in in two weeks now or t- ten days actually. And uh, so yeah, it's a, it's a good game to play in. And uh, yeah, if I can go back to France with a trophy in my uh, on my resume, I would say that <laughs> that would be great. Of course, of course. So just to get started and to get to know you. A little bit more. I'm gonna ask you like uh, some small short question. I just uh, want you to answer like the first thing that you have in your head. Like, don't think too much about it. Okay. Uh, what's one song that always gets you like pumping before a training session or a game? Oh, that that's a, that's a tough one. The, we used when I was at the Red Bulls, we used to have a song. Uh, I th- honestly, I don't remember the, the title, but that was very. <laughs> That was a song that would get us going for sure. I think I think that was Mob Deep, but I can't remember the the title. That was a hip hop song from from I would say the nineties, and uh, yeah, so that would be the song that I would listen to when I uh, before a game. Okay, okay, amazing. Um, if you have one, like who is your biggest inspiration? I'd say as a player, uh, growing up, obviously it's Zidane. 
but uh, as I became uh, a teenager and my knowledge about football was a bit better, I think it was Iniesta, I would say. Mm, awesome, awesome. And uh, I know you've been traveling a lot, but um, what's one like dream destination that you've been to or that you've never been? Well, New York was my uh, dream destination, so uh, so it's checked on, on the bucket list. And now I'm uh, I'm a little bit split in between Japan and, or uh, South America. Anywhere in South America, I would love to experience the, the culture there. But I would say Japan is still top of my list. Yeah. Awesome. Is it like uh, Tokyo in particularly or anywhere in Japan? Yeah, Tokyo, Tokyo especially. Kyoto is very nice as well. Uh, yeah, that would be my top destination. But I, I know you live in Barcelona, and Barcelona is really a city that I would like to go to as well. So yeah, Barcelona yeah. is really nice, really nice, really nice, yeah, and sunny, and I know, and good football as well there. <laughs> I know that's why I want to experience that as well. <laughs> what What is one thing that you're really good at, but people don't know about you? I'm not very good at a lot of things. I would say no. Uh, Uh, it's a very hard question. Besides soccer, uh, I feel like I'm pretty good at connecting with uh, with people. You know, getting along with people. Uh, I don't think I have any enemies. Of, uh, I barely had any arguments in my life. So uh, yeah, I would say connecting with people. Awesome. If you could watch like three movie or TV show for the rest of your life, which one would it be? Um, Game of Thrones. Uh, Breaking Bad and Californication. Good one, good one. I watch all of them too. <laughs> yeah, and movies. I, I would tell you, I'm a big fan of Christopher Nolan, so I would tell you Inception, uh, The Prestige, and last one, uh, last one. I don't. Know. What was the name of that that French movie that that's very funny? That's very popular. Which one? Um, and too sharp. And too sharp. Ah, and too sharp. Yeah. 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 It's really funny. Um, and aside from playing football, like what else do you like to do? Uh, outside of playing soccer, mm -hmm. football. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I like, especially in that I'm here and everything is open. I love, you know, discovering new cities and stuff. So going to a cafe. Uh, I do my NBA on the side, so I like going to cafes, work there, you know, get used to the culture here. Uh, and I don't know, doing stuff. Uh, back in Miami, I was biking a lot, going to the beach or well, whatever the city I mean has to offer, I'm trying to make the most of it. So, uh, yeah, I'm not a guy that that's going to stay inside and watch movies all day. I, I don't do that kind of stuff. So... Yeah, I'm usually uh, out and about, I would say, and discovering new places, cafes, restaurants, and that's it. Awesome. And if you could, like, because you try different culture and everything, if you could pick, like, one meal, what would it be your favorite meal? Uh, I, I'm a little bit in between two, I would say, pizza. Yeah, I'm sure you experienced the, the New York pizza. It's it's something uh, special. And uh, and tacos, you know, going to Miami. Uh, I went to Mexico a couple of times. And uh, yeah, the tacos there are unbelievable. Very different than the tacos that we have in France, obviously. But the, the <laughs> Mexican authentic uh, tacos, I think, are, are really good, yeah. Awesome. Um, what's one favorite memory from your career? If you could just pick one. 
uh, that was winning the universiade, so it's like the the Olympic Games for students in uh, in Russia. That was in 2013, so we we won the the competition, and I can say I, I joke about it all the time, <laughs> but I can say that I'm a world champion because of that, you know. So yeah, so that's, that's a good thing to say. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. Uh, and my last question, like. What's one account on Instagram or YouTube, maybe like an athlete or an artist or musician that you follow and that you think we should check it out? Uh, honestly, except my friends, I don't I don't follow a lot of other accounts. But uh, athletes, uh, yeah, for sure. I like, you know, Neymar because he's, he's funny. Uh, but I wouldn't recommend following him. It's just for fun. <laughs> Uh, no, I, I follow some business accounts sometimes, you know, founders, stuff like that, just to to read um, some interesting stuff to do. But yeah, no, I don't really have a like. I, I don't watch YouTube at all, except for music videos. So, so yeah, that's that, that's my answer. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's fine. It's perfect. Okay. Um, so going back to the beginning, like, when did you first start playing soccer, and and why? Um. When I think that was when I was like three or four years old, um, I had a, I have an older brother. Uh, he's six years older. He was already playing soccer, so looking up to me automatically, I, I I was playing with him, and I think he's the one with my dad who put me into soccer. And then, uh, but yeah, I mean, my brother never had a big career. Um, my father was uh, was a goalkeeper, so like. It was in between rugby because I come from the southwest of France and it's a land of rugby. So all my friends back then, they play rugby and they, they would say, yeah, like football is for like, you know, girls and stuff like that. I was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so I would say, I would say on my own a little bit, but because of my, uh, because of my brother and, and father, I started, yeah. And, and you talked a bit about rugby, but did you play other sport growing up as well or was it just like... Uh... Soccer from the beginning? No, that was soccer from the beginning. Even going to school, uh, when you have a break, I would play soccer all the time. But uh, going to... Uh, when, when, I, when you get to like 10 years old, I think my, my friends were all rugby players. So sometimes I would play rugby with them. But obviously I was always the, the smallest and skinniest one. So <laughs> I would get like body like crazy. So I stick to, I stick to soccer for sure. All right. And did you like always wanted to be like a professional football player or did it come like later on? Well, yes, because it's the dream of every kid that, that plays soccer. But um, I I never thought that I was going to make it, you know. And uh, so my parents educated me with, uh, you know, they put a big emphasis on, on school and education. So that was my first priority. And then, you know, soccer was just like a passion or something to do on the side. And eventually, if I would get like a, a contract, a pro contract, then obviously I would take it because it's, it's a dream. But uh, I knew the, it was, it's super hard, especially in France, to, to, to make the jump to the professional level. So I knew that it, it, it was going to be like a big, big challenge for me. Of course. So, yeah, you talked a bit about it, like... Um, before going to the US, you were like playing in like the fourth division and then you were also studying and then you had the chance to go to like Russia to play like the world university championship and then and then you won and you become like world champion. So 
how was that experience for you? Was it like the first time that you went like internationally to play football? Yeah, this is the first time. Uh, actually, I didn't travel much before that. So that was probably one of the first time that I was out of France, outside of France, except for like Spain and stuff like that. I went there a couple of times, but going that far was the first time. And, you know, you're basically in an Olympic village. It's like the Olympics. So you, you treat it as a professional awesome. and people, yeah, the, the, the atmosphere that there was crazy. Uh, so we felt like professional for the first time and, uh, and winning it. That was such a like uh, empowering experience for me that I think after that I was like, wow, this is something that I would like to experience once again, you know, and maybe unconsciously that gave me a, a, an extra push to uh, or an extra motivation to, to make it to the pro level. Of course. And would you say like it gave you like kind of like a taste of traveling the world to play football as well? Or? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, at the time, my English was terrible, but just uh like i said the 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 setup there the environment was i was surrounded by athletes from all over the world you know like canada and the united states uh like i, I spoke to the few guys that now are, are in the nba and uh, we made friends with people from honduras and like every country was there and uh, we'll always eat at the same at the same place so we made a lot of uh, conversations and the connections there and I, I found it super cool to learn about other people and other cultures and having the same passion around sports so yeah that's probably what not not forced me but after that I was like wow there's so much I can see outside of France and uh, there's so much I can experience so so yeah that's why that's one of the reasons why I uh, I made the jump to uh, to college in uh, in the United States of course. And how, how long was this? Was it like one week or two weeks? Or? The No, that was like three or four weeks. That was a full month almost. Oh, yeah. damn. That's cool. Yeah, That's cool. It's, 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 that, that was super cool. And uh, obviously you you carry, you have all the gear for the friends and uh, you like a French delegation with a <laughs> opening celebration in a big stadium. You you felt so special from day one to the, to the last day. And uh, obviously, because we went to the final and we won, we stayed the, yeah. the, the longest we could. And uh, yeah, that was an amazing experience. Awesome. Awesome. And and after finishing your degree in France, you had that opportunity to go to the US to study and play um, soccer in college. Um, yeah. What led you to making that decision? Like, what is something that you thought about before? Or? Yeah, that's something that I thought about before because uh i was studying a dut tech the co-technique the commercialization which is a two-year degree and then um i was already in the process of doing uh, doing it so that was the year before the university ad but i didn't get that many offers and with my team in france we got promoted to the fourth division and the, the club really wanted me to stay so that's why i stayed one more year and i, I wasn't very happy with the offers that i got in uh, in the united mm. states I didn't make a great video. I didn't have enough, you know, yeah, videos and highlights. Um, and so then I went to the to Russia and the year after that in the fourth division, I had a really good year with better quality videos. And so I gave it another shot. And and that's when this uh, my, my English was very bad. So I was in contact with big school, big campuses in Carolina and North Carolina, Vermont, stuff like that. 
but uh, because of my English, I couldn't go anywhere. And uh, and then there's this more school in Brooklyn, private school, uh, Brooklyn, New York. I've always wanted to come to New York. They reached out to me with a full scholarship, and I was like, yeah, this is. I have to take it. This is, this is a no-brainer for sure. Of course, and and so you you play and study for two years, right? Like three semester, if I'm right. Yeah. Yeah. So how was that experience like for you to like like you say you didn't really speak English well like coming there don't speak English but at the same time in New York City living the dream a bit so how was that experience Yeah so I get there and I don't know I don't know anything about New York uh, and uh, the team I don't know anything about the team I know there is one French guy there and uh, and I thought I that it could help me a lot at the beginning, but he didn't want to help me at all. Now he's one of my best friends, so I love him. But he, he told me, listen, I'm, I'm not going to speak French to you because because uh, this is going to help you. And uh, the thing is, what helped me the most, I think it's school because uh, listening to classes in school, studying, as, uh, studying in English. And then because I was so bad, after each day I would go to the to the library and try to translate everything. So I think in two months, not even I was I was already fluent. And then after I was able to to socialize with my teammates, and uh, that made it so much easier for me to to like my time there. Because uh, yeah, I would say my first two months were pretty rough. Uh, but after that, once I got along with my teammates and I was able to socialize a lot, uh, that was that was great, you know. Of course, awesome. And of course, like you were able to enjoy even more New York after, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the first two months I didn't do much, uh, but once I had a, a little bit more time for myself, uh, I was able to enjoy New York. And uh, I stayed there the the, the summer. There, uh, f- uh, my best friends came to visit, so that was great. And then the second year was even better because I was very uh, confident in my English and I was able to to socialize perfectly. And uh, I think uh, as a human experience, that was one of the best year I had so far in my life, you know. Amazing. And what impact would you say that your college time had on you, both as a player, but also as a person? Yeah, I think... I think it was even better as a as a person. I grew I grew so much. My parents came to to visit me twice when I was in New York, and uh, I, I remember my mom telling me, "Like you changed so much. You 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 became a man. Like you know you you can do so much more now." And it's good to see that. And obviously, when your own parents say something like that to you, then you're proud. You're proud of yourself. And and uh, yeah, so I, I would say I grew a lot as a person. And the human experience was even uh, stronger than the, the sporting experience, even though we won the championship there. So that was that, that was great uh, uh, as well. But uh, yeah, the, the human experience of uh, of my time in college was uh, was great, great time for sure. Mm-hmm. So you felt like you grew as a person from from the the Vincent that were in France compared to the Vincent after two years in in New York City. <laughs> oh yeah. In a in a year and a half, I, I grew ten years. <laughs> Not ten years, but I, I grew a lot for sure. I learned a lot about myself, and then even I, I used to be pretty shy. Now I'm a lot a lot more open, and it's a lot easier for me to connect with people and stuff like that. So yeah, I became a better person for sure. Of course, 
Amazing. Um, so after graduating college, uh, I understand that you were about to hang up your cleats and take on professional career in the city. Um, I read that you even had yeah. some interview job uh, outside football. Uh, can you tell us a bit about this decision and what was your plan at this time? Yeah, so uh, like everybody, you, you graduate and you don't really know what to do, especially for Europeans like us. We were a bunch in my in my team, not knowing what to do. I was like, "Hey, uh, can, should I do an OPT and stay one more year, or should I like do my master's degree?" I actually wanted to go to Barcelona, so I applied for a master in in, in Barcelona. But then I was like, "Okay, I'm gonna do an OPT one more year, and then and then we we'll see." And then, uh, the thing is, late that year in December, the scout from the New York Red Bulls. Uh, send me an email and I, I had booked my <laughs> flight back to France bef the day before the, uh, uh, the detection, the combine that they had. So, um, and I had, I was, I mean, I was so broke in college. <laughs> I, I, I didn't pay for insurance, my flight. I was like, oh, I need to go home because I didn't go home the, the summer. So I haven't seen my family in years. And uh, and yeah, I took the risk. I stayed home. I, I stayed in New York for Christmas, so I didn't spend Christmas with my family. And then and then I went to uh, to this combine, and uh, that was probably the biggest uh, sacrifice I had to do, and uh, and it paid off because at the end of the day, they they invited me for for preseason in Florida. That's where I got my my first uh, professional contract with the reserve team. Yeah, of course, of course. I mean, I mean what like went through your mind and you thought about that first opportunity because like you say like you had your flight ticket and everything but obviously it took some time from the like moment you the scout reached out to you to the time you actually signed your first contract uh, professional yeah 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 it took some time and um so i went to the combine and I was also thinking, you know, the agency FFFUSI was thinking that uh, I was going to go to the draft. So that's one of the, uh, the other reason that I stayed and I actually didn't end up going to the draft. But, uh, but yeah, I got, I got lucky enough to be invited for, for preseason there. And, uh, and yeah, uh, luckily, luckily I did well, but, uh, it, it, it could have gone the other way, honestly, because, being an international, being French, it's even harder for us to uh, to make it because they have like a limit of foreigners. So yeah, I didn't have any big expectations, especially that in France I had a, like a bunch of trials like that that didn't go well. And uh, in my mind going there, I was like, yeah, this is gonna be another setback or another failure. But this was for me, I told myself, this is the last time I do something like that. It's either I make the jump now or, or just stop and, you know, doing interviews. I did like two or three marketing interviews in the city. And, uh, and yeah, I had a fourth interview and that's when I went to Florida. So. Okay. So it was not a problem to cancel this interview, I guess. <laughs> no, no, no. It was not, it was not a problem. Especially, you know, in New York, the, the winters are pretty rough. So greater Florida in, uh, in January and February is it's never a bad idea for sure. Of course. Um, so, like you said, then after you signed your first like professional contract with New York Red Bull, um, how was it for you? Like, because we talked about it a bit, like 
he was always kind of a dream as a young like player or when you start playing soccer at the beginning so how was it for you to finally sign that first professional contract i was actually a bit uh, disappointed because uh, i did uh, i did pre-season with the first team and i was doing very well with the first team uh, in the pre-season games he would play like three squads sometimes i would be starting with the first team or with the second team and then some players under contract were playing with the third team so i was like oh okay so they rate me and uh, maybe i can get a contract and so uh, at the end of preseason we have uh, we have a, a meeting with the coach and he's telling us what he's gonna do with the, with us and so i go there i have no idea what's going on so i don't know what to expect and then uh, the first part of the meeting is like oh we uh, we're very happy with you we want to keep you uh, with us blah 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 and then he says the 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 thing is we don't have an international spot for you like I, we know we can see that you have the the level to play here but uh, we don't have a spot for you and uh, and so they told me so we want to keep you in the organization but with the USL so we give you a contract uh, just don't see it like a bad thing just okay it's bad money and stuff like that but uh, stay with the organization we're gonna develop you as a player and then uh, and then you have to prove yourself to to make it to the first team so at first I was like this close you know to make it to the first team and I was I was I, I, I was disappointed and then uh, at first I, I was like okay I'm just gonna think about it I'm not sure what to do and then, uh, and then a day a day after, I was like, oh, I have to take it. So it's a huge opportunity. So yeah, I have to take it. And then, um, and yeah, so I took it. And then, uh, 2016, uh, that was a great year because we uh, we won everything. Yeah, of course. I mean, yeah, of course. So you went from like a lot of emotion, I guess, from like feeling that you were able to, you were about to sign with the first team, and then obviously. You signed with the second team, but it's actually also like the first time that you sign in professional. So I bet it's a lot of like mixed emotion. Yeah, it's it's mixed because uh, at the same time you know that you're in a great organization. I mean, I've seen had seen the, the facilities and the way they treat you as a as a professional, and honestly, they do that the best they could, and it's unbelievable to be a player there. At the same time, you know, like they put you in, in New Jersey, in the housing isn't great, and then and you don't, I mean, you barely have enough money to live. You know, it's it's a bad salary. So, but uh, but like I wasn't thinking about the money. I was more thinking about my my development as a player, and uh, and that's why I took uh, I took the opportunity. Yeah, of course. Um, so like you talked about, you play like basically the whole season with the USL this year, and you won everything with that team um, and then you went to move on to play like on the first team in MLS so obviously you went really pretty like you went quickly from not thinking about playing soccer anymore to find yourself playing MLS in the New York Red Bull team like what do you think like allowed you to make that switch and actually get to that level like pretty quickly I, I, th I think it's a lot of mental uh and dedication obviously but uh as soon as i stepped into the the reserve team uh and i i was lucky because i was training three times a week with the first team so like every time i would be just with the reserve team i'll be like oh i shouldn't be here so i have to be the best there you know and then i, I would just like every training i would picture myself with the first team or 
I, I knew I wasn't there to stay with the second team. And even even when we won uh, the USN and we won everything, at the end of the year, I was a bit disappointed because I didn't get a contract because for the same reasons that, that they gave me the, the year before, you know? And uh, so when you're in a reserve team of MLS, your ultimate goal is not to... Uh, to have good starts or to play or perform is to make the jump to the first team. And so when they gave me that chance, uh, so a year and a half later, that was, uh, that, I was really, really happy, you know? That was one of the the best moments of my life, for sure. Okay. Yeah, of course, I can, I can imagine, you know? Um, and especially if you're training every week with them and you probably see that you have the right level and it's just like the fact that, like, you're international, that you know, led you to yeah. to have like a contract in the second team. I mean, of course, it, you must have a lot of frustration uh, sometime at least. Yeah. And uh, even like the top guys, I remember Bradley Rye Phillips, his brother Sean Rye Phillips was there, and Sasha Kleshton. They, they will always tell me like, when are you playing? <laughs> when are you coming up with us? And I'm like, man, I don't know. <laughs> and uh, that was funny. And Flo Florian Valo, the, the other French guy, was in the same situation as me. And uh, and we, so we were both in competition, uh, but luckily we uh, we were able to both sign with the first team, so that was great. That's amazing. And and um, and after that, unfortunately, you kind of like injure your knee like twice in a short like period of time. Um, that must have been obviously like a difficult time for you. I mean, it's al always like it's never the right time to get injured. Um, but how how did you get through this time? Oh man, that was tough. Uh, that was tough because uh, I was starting my first full year uh, with the MLS squad, and uh, so we had like uh, Champions League before, and uh, Jesse March was the coach, uh, who is now gonna be the coach of uh, Red Bull Leipzig in Germany, and. Uh, this guy is amazing coach, you know, and uh, he, he trusts a lot of his players. And uh, through rotation, he would give me a lot of chances. And uh, every time he gave me a chance, I, I did perform well. And then, um, and yeah, so I did half a year until June. And June 9th, the, the, the day before my, my birthday, I, uh, I played my third game in a week, you know. So we play, we play a, a league game on a Saturday, on a Sunday. I play a little bit and then we play in a cup game against NYCFC, the derby. Uh, I start the game and I play the full 90, I score. And then the, the the game after that, you know, I play again, I start. And then I was just like tired and then maybe maybe that fatigue uh, was the reason why I got injured. Mm -hmm. uh, but, uh, but yeah, so it was a knee injury. Uh, MCL grade three, so uh, MCL is a, is a straight ligament, so you, you can wait three months mm -hmm. and then uh, and then do it again, you know, rehab and other stuff. And then three months after that, I, I go with the USL to uh, to play my first game, and uh, I do the same injury again, but on a different spot on the mm -hmm. on the ligament. So I had like two grade three on the same ligament. And then uh, the doctors, when they saw that, it was like, we, we've n almost never seen that before. So, uh, yeah, I mean, we need to uh, we need to operate because uh, you, you need so unstable that if you keep on training, on playing like that, you're going to do your ACL and it's mm -hmm. going to be a lot worse, you know. And uh, so that was so that was August, probably. 
and then uh, and then I had like what, four months left in the season. My uh, surgery plus rehab was probably five six months. Though, so my my season was over, and uh, that was um, that, that was not great. But that year we won the support of the shield, so uh, that was the that helped me to win uh, to win something. At least. Yeah, that was good to be part of a of a team that that, that won something. Of course, of course, but it's always like frustrating when you are like on the side watching them. Oh, oh it's it's the worst rehab. Uh, you just watch, you know, you at the training facility just on your on your on your bed there. You do some mobility, but you watch your teammates all having fun in the sun while you're stuck inside when it's so nice out. Uh, yeah, it's super super frustrating, and then. Uh, And yeah, um, I would say I'm gonna bring up uh, Florian Valo again because uh, the poor guy had an ACL injury at the same time, so we were together, uh, which helped me, I would say. Uh, and we were roommates as well, so we were in the okay. same bag. But uh, but yeah, that was the that was the first half of the year was great, and then the second half was uh, a little bit frustrating for sure. Of course, and especially like. I mean, it's never fun to have an injury, but especially being like six thousand or seven thousand kilometers away from family or, or friends, yeah, um, to be there for you, it, it's also like uh, yeah. difficult. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you just FaceTime, you, you you do what you can, right? And then, uh, yeah, uh, I had one friend that came to visit me. That that was cool, but uh, yeah, honestly, as soon as I got my injury, I couldn't wait. Just For the season to be over, so I just could be home and enjoy my time with my family and friends, because it's it's so long being uh, being injured or the time so long. Of course, and there is obviously like the physical side of getting injured, but there is also like the mental side, the mental side that is uh-huh. really tough. Like, how did you handle it mentally? Like, did you had like professional help as well, like at the Red Bull facility or? Um... We had we had someone uh, a sports psychologist, uh, and yeah, I reached out to him once or twice, but I didn't I didn't really get involved in that. I think I should have used that resource a little bit better, I would say, because because yeah, being injured, it's uh, mentally it's very hard. It is physically, but as you said, mentally it's super hard. But um, but yeah, I, I had I was lucky to have a great trainer that was a good friend and. He made a he's a very funny guy, so he, he made our lives a little a bit a bit better. Um, but yeah, I could have used the the, the sports uh, psychologist a bit better. I would say that would have helped me a bit more. Yeah, for sure. But but it's also something that we we not really prepare, or maybe you're not really prepared to be injured before. So maybe people don't really talk about it enough. So once you're injured, you don't necessarily know. Okay, I need to take care of so my head and think what can I do so I go through like that time a bit better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, now that I went through it and uh, I completely agree with you, that will help a lot of recoveries. I would say, because I mean, you you went through a, a knee injury as well, right? Yeah, yeah. I got a SEL. And so you know it's it's so frustrating and rehab when you do the same stuff every day and you, you sometimes you don't even see your your knee improving or your your health improving either it's mental or physical so yeah very frustrating 
And I think for me, like the biggest thing was to be patient, I think, because there is one point where you feel like, oh, I'm okay, you know, like I can just go back, you know, but the reality is like your knee and uh, it's not ready at all for you to go back to a full like nanny game. So yeah, for sure. You, you obviously you want, as a football player, you want to get back on the field and you want to rush things, but it's probably the worst thing to do. And then uh, get, cause the, the last two or three months of rehab, you feel actually good. You can walk around, you can do stuff. You, you feel, you feel like almost normal. But you can't go back to the the intensity level that we had playing football. So this is frustrating as well. And uh, and obviously after that you have setbacks. Sometimes you feel great and then you're back in training. And then the next day <laughs> you don't know why your knee is bothering you so much and and you have pain and and you have to stop for another two days. And yeah, oh yeah, yeah. there's one thing that I hope it's no more injuries for sure. Yeah, and and did you feel like scared coming back on the pitch as well? You know, like being a bit scared to go to like hundred percent because scared to re-injure the game or oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, getting into fifty fifties and stuff like that, you think about it twice. Uh, I know exactly how I got injured, so there's some tackles now where instead of going hundred percent, you know, I pull back. Uh, even still now, you know, and uh, yeah, I was also scared to lose a lot of my physical abilities, maybe lose some strength or speed and stuff like that. Uh, technical abilities, I wasn't too worried about, but yeah, physical was one of the main issues for me, I would say. Um, and would you say like through your career so far, was it like the biggest challenge that you had to face? Uh, yeah, that was that was probably it. Even though I came back and I played after that, uh, it wasn't easy to get going, you know, because the, even the year after I was playing, but it, my knee was bothering me and physically it bothers you and mentally you know that you know 100%. And uh, that was frustrating because I wasn't at my best and I was fighting for another contract, you know, in an MLS, especially the Red Bulls is super competitive. And the intensity of trainings and stuff, you you have to be at your best in trainings and in the games. And I, I knew I wasn't at my best, so it was hard for me to, to showcase myself, really. Yeah, I can understand. And and since you signed like your first professional contract, did you ever think about giving up football or soccer and doing something else? Uh, I thought about it before I signed to the first team, because uh, as I mentioned, uh, I signed the last day of the transfer window and I was doing well and everybody was telling me, yeah, you're going to go up to the first team. And I never saw that they coming, you know, so I was like, hey, maybe like I can stay on USL money, like making what a thousand a month. Like this is like I can't be doing that, you know. And so I was I was thinking, hey, maybe I go back to Europe, uh, you know, get a job or or maybe I stay here, get a job and play play on the side. You know, I, I could be happy doing that. But then when I made the jump to the to the first team, that that's when I told myself, I told myself, okay, this is the real deal now. Like I really feel like I'm in a, like a professional uh, environment, and I can I can showcase now. And uh, and yes, this this was the first time I really felt like uh, my career was going up, and uh, and I could have a long career in uh, in football. Yeah. Okay. So. You will say that even though like you were professional 
in the USL you didn't really feel like a full professional player until you you signed with the first team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And and what advice would you give like other that might be in a similar situation like going through some adversity, maybe considering giving up um and just not knowing how to overcome like that particular challenge they're facing? I I think it's ask around you about about what you can do better first uh, as for feedback and because uh, one thing that I learned in the States everybody is very honest with you uh, I mentioned Jesse Marsh but everybody at the club was honest with me and uh, even when I thought sometimes they would say like nice things to you know make me feel better they were no they were honest and you know? and so asking for feedback by asking for that I think you know what your place is in, in the in the organization and you know what to do to to reach the next level But on a on a more personal level, I would say it's keep working hard, you know, and dedication, passion, dedication, and uh, and uh, yeah, stay healthy physically, mentally, uh, very important. Stay positive, and uh, yeah, if you do the right things, I think um, I think good things will come for sure. Awesome. And so after playing few seasons for the Red Bull, then in 2020 you signed with Miami FC in Florida. Um, and because of like the COVID situation that we are like uh, having right now since two years, a lot of game being cancelled and everything. So what led you to the decision to leave the US and to go back uh, maybe in Europe? So, yeah, so first, uh, like, like, like I told you, you know, I, was, I played the year before and I was, you know, a little bit injured. I wasn't at my, at my best. So for, I was already thinking about going to Europe uh, before Miami, but uh, but I knew in Miami I was gonna play and uh, and I actually loved my time there. Uh, obviously, the the city, the lifestyle is unbelievable, uh, but also the football. I was very happy, you know, playing week in week out, even though we only had like 14 games in maybe two months or three months. Uh, it, it it was good to play and. Uh, You know, I was uh, really frustrated at the Red Bulls for because I I lacked playing time with the first team, and there I was, you know, one of the one of the main players, and that was that was really good to to be in, to feel important in the team, you know. But uh, like we said, COVID and then uh, the club wasn't too well structured at the time. Uh, they they're doing a lot a lot better now, and uh, so my goal was, you know, I'm going to Miami. Uh, And then I'm gonna prove that I can go back to MLS, you know. And uh, but given the season, like half a season, our team didn't do too well. I, stats, my stats weren't that great, even though I, I, I thought I played well the, the whole season. And I was like, okay, it's it's been seven years. I'm I'm away from friends or like from my family and friends. So I was like, hey, maybe it's the time to uh, to try something in Europe, you know. Uh, so Miami offered me a contract, two contracts, two offers to come back that I declined it, and it was a big risk uh, thinking, uh, you know, I, I can find something in Europe, but I underestimated the, the crisis, I would say, the COVID crisis in, in Europe and uh, yeah, I didn't get much. So I reached back to Miami, but that was too late, you know, they, they moved on, they, they, they had to send players, which I, I totally understand. And then, um, and so yeah, I had a, had a few options that at first I didn't like, so I, really, I declined in Europe. And then uh, yeah, there's this team. I was without a team, you know, I wasn't doing much. I was just home waiting for something. 
and then there's a team in Armenia that reached out to me and uh, I was like, yeah, why not, you know, that can be an experience. And then at least I get back to playing football and uh, I put one one step in uh, in Europe. So uh, so I took the opportunity. Yeah. yeah, of course. I mean, of course, like this risk didn't pay off right now for you, maybe. But if you didn't take the risk, you will have never known. And And sometimes you take risk and sometimes it pay off, sometimes it doesn't. So, I mean, that's just the way it is. It may be just a bit unlucky with like this whole like COVID situation. And and at least you find that team now, like you say, in, in Armenia and you can play and you have like a lot of game left. So that's that's good. Yeah, yeah, that that's good. I actually went on trial here first and then... I didn't love it. I didn't love the club, and I had uh, the option to go to Andorra, you know, uh, close to okay, between yeah. Spain and France. I was like, okay, I'm just gonna go there. It's it's nice. It's close to home. I can drive back home uh, in the weekends, and like it's it's only three four hours drive. And then um, and I want to learn Spanish as well, so I was like, perfect. But uh, Andorra, it's it's a country itself, you know, so so they have some immigration. Really, really good regulation, and uh, they asked for my background check in the United States, and I did. I needed to provide the fingerprints, the FBI, and stuff like that. Something that takes like one to two months, you know. So I told myself, no, I, I can't. I can't just wait another two months until I play a game again. So that's why I called back the team in Armenia, and then and then I went back to Armenia, and uh, yeah. So now I'm here. It's an I think I'm lucky to be here because the the city is uh, Yerevan is a super nice city. Uh, I didn't know about it, but it's super nice and uh, and yeah, we have uh, we have seven games left in uh, 21 days now. So the the schedule is very tight and a lot of important games. Uh, so yeah, trying to make the most of it and maybe we'll see what happens this summer. But I'll be free free agent, so maybe um, who knows? You know, who knows? Yeah, for sure. For sure, and um, yeah, is it like like your experience now? Is it like do you feel like it's kind of the same the first time you came to New York and you didn't speak like really English, and now here like I guess like I think I read um, that not a lot of people speak English. So how how is that experience so far for you? It's not the same because. I grew so much as a person that it's much easier for much easier for me to uh, to come to a new country and adapt and connect with people. But it's true that it's completely different culture-wise. It's ex-Sovietic, you know. So the first language is Armenian, the second one is Russian, and English. They they're very bad in English. So uh, uh, like video sessions, like team talks, everything is in Russian. So it's actually some teammates that are trying to translate Armenian teammates that are translate for me, but their English isn't that great. So even the tr translation, I don't understand sometimes. And then, um, and yeah, it's it's cool. Uh, people are very nice uh, at the club. The club is run. It's so different than than uh, what uh, what we know in the United States. You know, in like huge facilities, they take care of you. All the stuff. Very nice people, friendly. Here it's business, you know, like we have a president that is giving money to his players. So so we qualify for like Champions League, Champions League qualification or Europa League qualification. That's his business. That's how he makes money, you know. So every time you lose a game, it's uh, 
it's an, it's a big crisis in the local room like the, you have a lot more pressure here than uh, than in the united states for sure okay and even though you don't speak the language you can still feel the pressure that there is uh... oh yeah 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 by the way people are like you know americans are they're very like smiley and friendly here it's the opposite you know when uh, when they're not happy you can see they you can see it on the faces you know they're They call the faces always like you know you 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 have the feeling they're always angry they're always like m mean or something like that but it's uh, it's funny but when they smile it's very kind of contagious because they don't smile often especially our coach and our president so when they smile the, that makes you happy straight away so okay okay that's awesome I guess it's like really like a lot of like new thing and a lot of like learning culture yeah. and, and experience again. Yeah, yeah. As as honestly, I saw that as a as a human experience. Obviously, football is very important, but I knew that I wasn't gonna get better here. It's important for me to stay in shape and play competitive games, but it's it's also like you know traveling, going to new places. I, I like that, and, uh, and and I think yeah, it's a human experience be before everything, you know. Of course, of course, and and looking up at the future, like. What are some goals that you have set for yourself, like short term and maybe like long term, if you have some? Um, well, I want to continue playing as long as I can. So stay, uh, keep my professional career going. Uh, my goal coming back to Europe, well, now I'm basically in Asia, but uh, my goal was to be closer to, to friends and family. So this is the main, the, the, the priority, I would say. So that's why uh, even now I'm telling you like playing in Spain is something that I would, I would love for sure. But uh, you know what, like, uh, going away, you know, like traveling one more time and uh, and learning a new culture, it's it's something that I like. So I wouldn't be against going to other places. Like, like I told you, I mentioned Asia, Japan or, uh, or South America. I wouldn't be against that because I know that football can provide uh, the these things these experiences and i know that past 30 years old that's probably when i, I would want to be more settled somewhere you know of course of course so you have like few years where where you can try new things then well yeah two three maximum i would say i mean now you have players like zatan or ronaldo that play until like 39 35 so why not you yeah but Nah, these guys are machines. I don't think I have a, I don't think I have the body for that. I don't think I have the mental and uh, and yeah, I don't think I'm uh, professional enough. I, I am professional, but you know these guys, they probably do everything right in terms of recovery, nutrition, all that stuff, and uh, because they have the stuff provided for them as well, and they have the the financial resources to. Uh, to have that and uh, and yeah I'm not I'm not doing all these things so I don't think I can go up to like 35 40 years old you know I can do that so we'll see but at least we wish you the best and wish you that you can play as long as you can yeah thank you I hope so but we'll, we'll see so so far through your career you already travel and live like in different part of the world professionally so I can imagine like This has been like a great experience, but there is also like some tough side to moving to new places, new culture, new language and so on. Um, 
But starting with the positive side of it, what are some of your favorite things about traveling so much? Making friends all over the all over the world. I, I would say, I have uh, yeah, I have friends all over the world that uh, and close friends, you know, that I can visit whenever I want if 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 I want to travel, uh, and then uh, and yeah, new cultures, you know, food, uh, all that stuff. Traveling is uh, I, I don't know. I want to say enrichissant. I don't know how to say it in uh, in uh, in English, but um, but yeah, um, uh, traveling made me a better human, I would say. And so, if I can keep on doing that for for a few more years, I would I would do it for sure. But the main thing I would say is uh, making friendships. Yeah, and, and and connection for sure. Um, and and what what would you say are some like the more difficult or through like tough things? But not constantly staying in one place. Uh, but it's hard to to settle, you know. Uh, find a girlfriend, not easy. <laughs> uh, no, and even you know, I'm I'm close to my family and friends, and uh, you know, just missing events, whether it's uh, birthdays or some uh, some parties, some uh, events, like I said. So. It's uh, it's frustrating in uh, weddings, and uh, you know I've I've missed a couple of weddings that I I regret, you know. I mean I couldn't go, but uh, yeah, missing this kind of things is is what bothers me the most. Or having fun in the weekends, you know, as a, as a professional soccer player, you can't do much on the weekends. Um, yeah, that's the the downside I would say of like being a footballer and abroad. I would say. But overall, there is more positive side than negative one for right? sure for sure for sure i do i do what i love and then i get to i get paid for it and i get to meet a lot of people so so yeah no there's no better lifestyle for me right now i would say awesome so like we spoke about before you play like pretty much like football like soccer your life uh, what are some of the lessons that sports but especially soccer like I told you over the years, just being a part of a team environment, I think you learn a lot of good values, uh, whether it's respect, uh, uh, whether you know you you get along with people with completely different backgrounds, so you are a lot more open-minded. I would say uh, competition, obviously, I think it's a good thing to to want to win every time, uh, and yeah, I mean. I, th- I think sports in general are the best, one of the best education you can get, and then, uh, and I think, I think yeah, through through this team, so even going to the United States, I learned a lot about discipline. Uh, yeah, I think sports gave me a lot of good values that that I possess now, and uh, obviously, uh, I hope I can build on that later. Of course, and. Yeah, like being a professional athlete now, I mean, you have like some people looking up to you um, and maybe wishing they were in your shoe. Uh, what are some of the things that your people that can learn from your story? Um, and, and in one way, do you hope like maybe you can inspire them? No, I think what I did is I always kept one focus on school and school is very important. Because that gave me the opportunity to go to the United States, you know. If I wasn't good at school, uh, I couldn't have gone to the United States and pursue a professional career. 
So I think first of all, school education is very important. And then after that, I think it's uh, do something you're passionate about. And for me, it was football and I was passionate about it. And uh, luckily I had some talent or skills. And then, uh, and then, yeah, I was working hard with that and I got, I got rewarded at the end of the day. So yeah, dedication and passion, I think are the two main things. Perfect. And with everything that you have experienced so far uh, and with the goal that you are like working towards, what would you say like success mean to you? Like, how would you define success? Is it like winning championship or is it more like the connection that you make by playing soccer around the world? Well, su success for me is happiness, right? And uh, yeah, trophies, they, they bring you happiness and there's something that you can look up to when you're older and stuff like that. But I think for me, happiness is more about, you know, the, the experiences that I live. And then, uh, and then lately it's been, uh, it's been traveling, going to new places, meeting new friendships, uh, new, new persons, new, new, having new friendships. So it's it's a combination of a lot of, of a lot of things. I was very happy at my time at the Red Bulls. Uh, I went to Miami. I was very very happy there, uh, even though I didn't win anything in soccer. I didn't have uh, the any trophies or any, anything like that. So I think success is just like being happy wherever you are and being happy with yourself where you do, where you do. Yeah, perfect. Love that definition. <laughs> And uh, and my last my last question for you. Um, this podcast is all about showing that everyone has a their own unique journey and that success, and that everyone goes through like a tough moment and adversity on the way to reach the goal. So for everyone out there who is listening, um, if you had one advice, like one last piece of advice, uh, what what would it be? Uh, if you have a big opportunity like we had us I think to go to to leave France and go to the United States and pursue something new I think we you need to take it you know because that decision for us I think changed our lives and then uh, and yeah so I think uh, whenever whenever we have an opportunity like that even even though it's far especially when you're 20 years old it's it's, got, it's going to be a life experience and uh, so yeah take the the opportunity when it's there awesome awesome so thank you so much uh, vincent for coming on the podcast um, and i uh, hope i didn't take too much of your time and obviously we're wishing you the best in armenia and uh, in your future journey in the soccer world yeah thank you that was great and, and uh, maybe i'll see you someday in barcelona who knows yeah of course of course that'd be awesome <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to today's episode if you like our podcast don't forget to subscribe and give us five stars it really means a lot to us you can find all the links to vincent social media in the description below for more information about us and the podcast follow us on instagram at ecpodcast underscore and to help us in making this podcast even better become a patreon at patreon.com slash empowerment courage Thank you so much for your ongoing support and see you next week. Mm -hmm.